Welcome to Rave Dad's Diary, the show that explores the globalization of electronic dance music from the perspective of a rural Alberta boy turned raver. I'm your host and resident rave dad, Paul Brooks. Rave Dad's Diary broadcasts on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary at the University of Calgary campus and community radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Siksika, the Pagani, and Kaina First Nations, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. The vibe was just completely insane, to say the least. Uh, like Even at one point, it was hard to see like individuals in the crowd. It felt like there was just like this one big mass in the room just going absolutely crazy. And the energy in there was so intense and extremely beautiful. And like even when it ended, like people were just like going absolutely crazy. That's Abdallah Tahir describing a party he helped throw in Ramallah in 2017. The Jordan-based promoter, writer, radio host, restaurateur, and all-around really fun guy to rave with is my guest today on Rave Dad's Diary. Stick around to hear him tell the story about the dangerous trip he took to get to those gigs in the West Bank. We'll also hear part of a mix Abdallah prepared that originally aired on Radio Alhera, a Bethlehem-based independent radio station. I'm starting the show off today with a new track from Anz. This is Real Enough to Feel Good.
You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW. My guest today is Abdallah Tahir. Abdallah and I met about a decade ago when he was helping organize a Canadian tour for UK garage legend Louis Beadle, a.k.a. LB. The Calgary stop on that tour is a story that could be unpacked on a future episode. Let's make note of that. I connected with Abdallah in Eman, Jordan over Zoom, and he talked me through a couple of shows he helped organize in the West Bank in 2017. However, the seeds for these shows were planted in British Columbia at Base Coast Festival when Abdallah met American DJ Sinistar. Sangria, happy hour, you know the vibe. <laughs> so you meet up with Jeremy, who's yeah. uh, from Michigan, and uh, you're talking in the penalty box, which is uh, the, the VIP uh, area. Basically, and then me and Jeremy basically hit it off and we became like super good friends from there on out. And then we basically uh, stayed in touch even after I left Canada in 2016. Um, That was the last time I was there. We stayed in touch and, you know, we kept on talking about like coming out here for gigs and whatnot. So basically at one point, I I think he had a, a tour in Europe. So he let me know that he was going to be close by, which makes it much more um, realistic for us to uh, accomplish. So we we basically flew him out from Europe to Jordan. And then from Jordan, uh, we crossed the bridge over into uh, the occupied West Bank. Um, This is from the Jordan Bridge, of course. And then we had a gig in Ramallah. And then the following night, we had a gig in Haifa, which is inside uh, deep in the occupied Palestinian territory in 1948, also known as Israel. Can you tell me more about the bridges? Yeah, yeah. So there's two there, there's there's two bridges from the West Bank uh, going into Jordan, and that's the the, the Jordan Valley uh, King Hussein Bridge or LNB Bridge is the uh, one for Palestinians, and then the one in the north is for foreigners and Israeli citizens crossing over. Uh, so we would go down through the Jordan Valley. So we crossed together into Ramallah and played, I think, well, until today is, I think, one of the greatest gigs of my life. I think, like, even Jeremy agrees with me to a certain extent that it was an extremely special night. What made it so special? Ramallah. Take, take, take me there. Right. Um, I don't know. So basically, like, I have to say that, like, the people in Ramallah are some of the most like dedicated and open-minded crowds I've ever uh, gotten to know and play for. I have many friends in Ramallah who are DJs and musicians and producers, people who are, you know, busy in the music scene and making things happen over there in a place that like people don't usually expect. So whenever I play in Ramallah, it feels like people are just tuned in and they're really there for the music. They're there to listen. Uh, They're extremely open-minded, far more than one would even expect. And that is also reflected in its own music scene. And if you listen to such amazing artists, uh, I mean, to to, like amazing artists um, coming out of Palestine, such as like Muqata'a or Jalmud or Al-Nadir and Shabbashdid, I think that is complete. I think that is somehow reflected 
um, in, in the people who are also leading the scene. So like, you know, great open-minded crowd, amazing people, uh, you know, running the ship. And I love it in Ramallah. It's an extremely, extremely special place. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, not, it's not hard to describe, but um, it's been really hard to kind of recapture that essence since that gig because that was easily one of the best parties I've ever played in my life. What are some of the challenges you uh, encounter trying to produce and promote an event in Palestine? Um, there are many. <laughs> but my favorite one was when uh, me and LB went there for his first time. And we played at a venue called Snowbar. Um, and it's basically like like an outdoor pool club and it has like a bar area and it has like a little area for like parties and celebrations and it's just this huge beautiful space and it's surrounded with trees um and basically i had to bring lewis from the airport we chilled a few days in amman and then we crossed over into palestine but at that time renting out cdjs was not an option in ramallah because there was almost none, and whoever had them was going to rent them for an insane price. And the next best option was to get them from either Jerusalem or Bethlehem. And if we know anything about the geography of the area, you would know that it's not that easy. And also whoever was renting them in Bethlehem was also asking for an insane price. So basically me and Lewis had to take two CDJ 1000s from Amman, and we crossed the border with them into Ramallah. So the, even the seat, like, and, and I had to, and I had to bring them back with me across the bridge into Amman. So, I mean, that was like a huge issue back in the day. But now you could, you're able to find most things. But that was like just a small example of issues that we used to deal with. Everyone else was using controllers at the time. Let's go back to 2017 and your trip to the West Bank with DJ Sinistar. I heard that there was some wall climbing that occurred. Yes. <laughs> so basically, um, we after our legendary night in Ramallah, which is on Thursday night, we were going to play in a Palestinian-owned venue in Haifa called Kabarit. Um, the person I played with, other than Jeremy that night, is Al-Nadir, who is a great friend. And Al-Nadir, right, um, has Jerusalem papers, right? So he has, he, has, he, has, he has a Jerusalem ID, which means that he can go into uh, Israel, occupied territories, or he can go into the West Bank freely. Jeremy has an American passport, meaning he can also cross freely. I, on the other hand, have Palestinian, uh, have, have Palestinian papers, issued in the West Bank. So in order for me to be able to cross into uh, the Israeli side, I need to get a permit. Um, and when you apply for permits, sometimes you don't get them. And that's, you know, mostly the case. Um, and then, you know, I knew I had a gig in Haifa. I knew I had to make it in. And I thought to myself, like, you know, let's try getting smuggled in because I know people have done it before and I know it's not as difficult as it sounds. So basically my friend organizes 
um, a trip with a smuggler. So he gives me his phone number and he says to meet him in a specific place. I go out, I meet the guy, he takes me to his car, we get in and he's supposed to go to this other checkpoint. But then I see him driving away, like in, 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 in a completely opposite direction. And I was thinking to myself, okay, like this guy's a smuggler. He, he knows uh, where to go. He knows what to do. I, I think he makes a living out of this. So I'll just have to leave it to the professionals. Although I am familiar with the geography of the area, so I know where the checkpoints are. Long story short, this guy drives in this neighborhood, which is basically like right next to the wall. He parks, it, parks the car in this parking lot. And he's like, all right, get out the car. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, he just wants to switch the car because the car we were in was a little bit, I don't know. It, 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 it looked a little underkept and I, I didn't feel safe being smuggled through a checkpoint in that car. So in my mind, I thought, great, we're going to upgrade. That wasn't the situation. He takes me in a, in a, in a, in a, in a tight alleyway behind the building and we keep walking. So basically, mind you, so like there's residential buildings to my right and to my left is an 8 to 11 meter uh, separation wall that was built by the Israelis. It's the apartheid wall that separates the West Bank um, from, you know, 1948 or Israeli territory. And this is directly to my left, just like two meters away. And we keep walking down this alley. And he like whistles this kid over and then the kid brings up this huge ladder and he props it up right on the wall. And it's like a, it's like a janky wooden ladder of sorts. Um, and I have a fear of heights. You're not a small man and, either. No, no, no. I'm like, what, I'm six foot four and I'm heavy. So if I fall, I fall. Long story short, I go up the ladder, you know, and this guy's cheering me on. He's like, don't worry, you're going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. I get all the way to the top, right? Uh, he, 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 he throws down this rope, which he, which he, yeah, yeah, which he ties to these steel beams sticking out the wall. So I know it's secure. I'm like, okay, like I've, I've done like, you know, rock climbing and abseiling before. I know I got to like, you know, stick my feet out, keep them firm and just, and just come down. So this is all okay to me. I start coming down. I'm two meters down. And then this guy starts yelling. He's, he's like, you know, patrol car, patrol car. You need to come up. And he's just like, he starts pulling me up, right? And mind you, the wall itself is, is not very thick. So he pulls me up and half of my body is in 1948 Palestinian or territory or in Israel. And the other part is in like the West Bank. And I'm like swinging between both parts and this guy's trying to hold me up and it's absolutely insane. <laughs> right? And, and he, he's pulling up the rope and then I see the patrol car and it's just coming, it's just, it's, it's, it's coming, it's coming down the road. And the fact that I can see it is scary because if I can see them, then they can obviously see me. The car keeps driving and I'm thinking, oh, it's just going to stop below us and it's going to call in, you know, a patrol car or something. I don't know. The car keeps driving off. It drives away. So to our surprise, it was like, oh, did they not see us? Like, what's going on? Obviously, they didn't. So 
He throws down the rope. I start scaling the wall down. Uh, but this time I was doing it much quicker than before. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm about like 115, 120 kilos and I'm coming down using my hands. So I was just like quite heavy and the rope, I had rope burn on my hands. Uh, it, it permanently messed up my middle finger, which is kind of symbolic. I think I have a big kind of just, um, like a bump on my right middle finger from that. Um, Anyway, sorry, I got lost. I'm going to rewind a little bit. So basically, he throws the rope down. I start scaling it as quick as possible, and I get rope burn, and uh, I permanently disfigured one of my fingers in the process. As soon as I'm coming down, I can feel my friend's hands touching my legs, letting me know that I'm close to the ground. As soon as I drop down, the guy says, uh, good luck and goodbye, and uh, please uh, don't do anything crazy. Pulls up the rope, and I'm running towards the car. And Jeremy is just, like, standing there with his jaw all the way to the ground, just staring in disbelief because his friend had to climb up an eight-meter-high wall that is heavily guarded with, like, you know, guard towers. There's snipers. You can get shot. You can get killed. Um, so... I mean, because me and Jeremy were friends in Canada, which is a relatively like it's, it's a, you know, extremely free and you can go anywhere you want. You can do things however you want without a care in a way you can move around freely. And now he sees one of his best friends climbing up a wall and just like climbing down, risking his life to go to a gig all the way in Haifa. Uh, mind you that they were not aware that I was, I was, climbing down the wall. They thought I was going to come in with a car from the other side. The guy just kept directing them to where he was going to drop me off. So the whole, even they were shocked to see me come down the wall. So climb down, get in the car, um, just chilled out. All oh, right. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is one of the scarier parts of the story. We get in the car. We start driving. Same road as the, as the patrol car. We reach this intersection. The patrol car is literally parked in the middle of the intersection. And all three of us were like, oh, shit, they're on to us. They know what's going on. We parked and we just stood there, just, you know, like, uh, like a deer in the headlights. They didn't do anything. All we watched was like three soldiers get back in the Humvee and drive away. And it looked like they had stopped this, uh, this yellow, yellow cab uh, just in front of us. So as soon as they drove away... My friend just took like this left turn and a right turn next to a building and just waited for five minutes for the patrol car to disappear. And as soon as we were ready to go, we made our way to this bakery. We got some food and we drove all the way to Haifa. And yeah, that was a crazy trip. <laughs> You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW in Calgary. My guest is Abdullah Tahir. He's based in Iman, Jordan. Along with DJing and promoting, Abdallah has a bi-weekly radio program on Radio Alhara, a Bethlehem-based radio station. Next, you'll hear Abdallah talking about Radio Alhara's Sonic Liberation Front broadcasts and the role independent radio plays in the region. Okay, so Radio Alhara was an initiative uh, that started in like just around COVID, uh, when COVID hit. Um, a group of friends from Bethlehem, Ramallah, and Amman, kind of got together and decided to 
open up this um, humble little radio station or like online radio station called Radio Al-Hara to keep us all connected um, in times of like quarantine and lockdown and also just like gave us something to do. So it was like a great outlet for people to still play music and connect with others, uh, especially in the chat room. Like the chat room was really live during lockdown. So it was really nice to like jump in a room and see all, all these friends locally and regionally and be able to connect with them and just have conversations while your friends are playing music. So that's kind of how Radio Al-Hara began. And I've been with them since the earliest days. They asked me to do um, like a two and a half, three hour broadcast. And then it kind of just took off from there. And also they're like close friends of mine. So it's been really nice working with them. And I really appreciate the job that they've been doing. Uh, first, I, I, as a Palestinian, I would like to point out that um, this is not a conflict. This is an illegal occupation that has imposed apartheid law and has been continuously occupying Palestinian soil since the early 20th century. So for us, it's extremely hard to see it as just like a conflict. So it is definitely, or at least we think um, it should be addressed as an occupation because it is such. And I think that all of my politically conscious and aware friends in North America who are also aware of indigenous and First Nations rights um, should be able to see the parallels between both. So, and that was a huge part of the idea behind not just the Sonic Liberation Front, but Radio Al-Hara is having that kind of representation uh, in that space. So basically around, was it April or May, uh, Israeli courts were going to basically evict people from the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood in Jerusalem, which caused a huge uproar. Um, and then I guess the guys at Radio Al-Hara decided that this would be a good time to do something uh, on a global level with as many people as possible from all around uh, to raise awareness and provide support and also um, have that kind of representation in the online uh, radio kind of sphere to bring attention to what's happening in Jerusalem and all around Palestine. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW. My guest today is Abdallah Tahir. And now we're going to finish off the show with a mix of music that Abdallah prepared for Radio Alhara. Then we hear all these horns honking in the rhythm. Da, 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 and sirens distant approaching. I am the woman in the window. See the children playing. Soldier, sailor, young man on your way to the summer swimming pool. 
Can you see me standing in my window? Can you hear me laughing? Come upstairs, sir, to your room, and I will play for you. Oh, dreamland, golden scene land. Try to sleep, lamb. Take us to dreamland. I am unhappy, far from my woman. Take me to dreamland, land of the banyan, land of plentiful pleasures of pines, potatoes on tables. Laden with good things, eat at my table. She cried to the vineyards, calling the workers home from the meadows. Man, you are evil. Get out of my garden. Ours is a good place, home of the reindeer. Sell me your pony, your fast golden pony. I need his strength and his terrible footsteps. Riding the prairie, just me and my angel. Just try and stop us. We're going to love. Open your window, woman of Palestine. Throw down your raiment and cover us over.
90.9 FM CJSW. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary, and we're listening to a mix of sounds and music put together by Abdallah Tahir, originally broadcast on Radio El Hara in Bethlehem.
90.9 FM CJSW. You are listening to Rave Dad's Diary, and we're also listening to a mix of music and sounds put together by Abdallah Tahir for his radio show on Radio Alhara, uh, a Bethlehem-based radio station. Uh, do check out the radio station online. They have a fantastic chat room and uh, get to know more of the programmers and, and more of the music and sounds coming out of that station. Rape Dad's Diary is coming to a close. Thank you very much to Abdallah for being my guest today. If you want to listen back to the show and the interview, uh, just wait a few minutes and it'll be popping up on Apple Podcasts. Ears Wide Shut is coming up next. Have a great afternoon. That the entry would be disproportionate in terms of firepower. إسرائيل تدافع عن حياة هذه الحملة العسكرية المركزة لحركة حماس تأتي ردا على هجمات صاروخية عدوانية من قبل حركة حماس على المواطنين الإسرائيليين العزاء طوال الثماني سنوات الأخيرة. لقد نفق الصهاينة باعترافهم 2500 غارة جوية واستخدموا كل قواتهم الغاشمة ضد هذا القطاع الصغير في المساحة. שיגורים מהכיפת ברזל שאנחנו נמצאים כאן ממש מאחורינו. אנחנו מנסים, אנחנו מנסים לאתר, והנה אני רואה פיצוץ אחד שכבר היה, והנה הפיצוץ השני.
is it the position of the government of the United States that Israel is conducting itself in this bombardment on a phenomenon bombardment within the constraints on rules of international law for self-defense? When we... Excuse me, how far away are they? Uh, there are two houses from here. In the night, they are coming here. In the night, they are coming here so, so close that it's uh, very, uh, it's very frightening. Right now, I believe that the PLOs are pressed. We also maintain... Uh, expulsion of the PLO theory creation of a bilateral agreement. Mission can be expected to continue. Reporter General. Right. Theory. 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 Theory.
This is combat. From land to sky. Burn me. Burn me if you like. But don't burn the forest that sheltered me. Whatever you want, burn my sky, burn my nights, if you like, but don't burn my prize cows. Hello, my name is Ohama, and I grew up on a potato farm in Western Canada, and you're listening to CGSW 90.9. Thank you. 